The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. of the World Team on Blogging the Voice Network in partnership with SB Nation. I am Meg Murray and I'm joined as always by Paul Stewart. Hey Paul, how's it going? Pretty good. Another weekend. More Cowboys news coming in onto your pipeline. We're here to talk about it. Heck yeah. What are you up to this weekend? Nothing nothing exciting, if I'm being perfectly honest with as you may you can see outside on well not our listeners but yeah it's bright it's sunny outside in scotland we're actually getting warm temperatures i can't even take my dog out during lunchtime so but because it's that warm um but yeah it's been pretty nice so i am going to be chilling out with the with the family and i'll be doing my taxi service by taking my mom and dad out for their dinner um because it's my mom's birthday and my mom and dad are going out so i am doing my um limousine taxi driver services so to speak so uh so mom and dad are going out to have a lovely time so me and arnie are going to chill that's nice of you be the dd for the night <laughs> yeah i mean i don't mind it i mean as long as my mom and dad are having a great time you know anything for mom oh yeah absolutely <laughs> i am also doing a whole lot of nothing this weekend it is hot so i will be in a body of water but other than that um that's kind of it uh, at least you have that luxury i need to drive about 40 miles to go up to the water to be honest so yeah screw that it's criminal that you guys don't have swimming pools to be fair we don't have the weather for it like especially outdoor it would only be open for what like one month <laughs> I wouldn't. I would. I would say not even a month. I would say maybe three days at best. Like, but, but uh, I've had a few people asking me because uh, obviously my birthday was last like a couple of days ago type of thing. They were like, uh, "What are you doing for you?" Think- oh, thank you, thank you for that. Um, people were asking us like, "Are you doing anything exciting for?" I'm like, "Nah, I'm at that age. I'm just happy enough just to chill out and just watch a movie." I know. I sound. I sound so old, but it's because I am old, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> you're not old. You're fine. Um, I don't even know what movies are. I'm so bad with movies. I don't watch them. Um, I used to. So like, if you want to talk about movies from like the 90s or early 2000s, I've got you. But otherwise, 
I don't know anything about anything. Might go see Barbie though. Who knows? Barb. Oh no, it doesn't tell me there's an actual Barbie movie coming out. Barbie movie. It has Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling in it. To be fair, that's actually quite a good cast lineup to really like. Yeah, put... If you think of Barbie, like Margot Robbie is probably one of the first people you could come up with. Yeah, that'd probably be the first name and like say Kenya. I could see Ryan Gosling playing that. Yeah. Well, I'll counteract that. I'll try and go and see Transformers then. There we there go. We go. There, there we've got our balance. There we go. I'm all about I'm all about Autobots, Decepticons, saving the world from killer I don't robots. Know Transformers movie out. Is if Megan Fox is in it, then I'm not interested. Um to be fair for those, I don't even know who the hell is in the movie, actually, to be honest. I need to check the casting, but I'll do that after the show's finished. <laughs> of course. Well, because <laughs> uh, we're not here to talk about movies. We're here to talk about the Dallas Cowboys, folks. Or... Sure are. Um, I, Let's talk about something that popped up on my phone the other day, and I about had a panic attack for no reason. Um, And I'm going to need everyone to stop with the alarmist... Um graphics and stuff because i was like did this man like lose his leg in the softest practice of all time but it seems that cd lamb suffered an apparent leg injury but apparently he's fine yeah because we had some reports that he was actually walking about talking to players uh like after the practice and stuff like that so again i am not going to buy into the panic mode or anything like that. If if the coaches are saying he's fine, if CDC is walking about talking to teammates with no um aid at all, like with crutches or anything like that, then I am not going to worry about it until there is an actual report saying, yeah, like there's going to be a couple of weeks out or months out, then I'll be worried. But there's no reports to that, really. No, there isn't. It's just like when you get an alert on your phone and then you open up like Twitter or Instagram and the first thing you see is like injured and then it has CD lamb on there you're like heart stops for a minute and I'll, tell, I'll tell you exactly why that's the case it's because, I'll tell you why I'll tell you why though Meg it's, it's because it is the Dallas Cowboys they're the easiest franchise to pull up a news bulletin notification on any device through a for mainstream media, if you mention Dallas Cowboys, it's going to get clicks. It's going to get hits, regardless. And this is why we are the world's team, because no one can stop talking about the Cowboys. Either you're a Cowboys fan or you're not. And just a wee small wee segment saying, injury, CD Lamb. Everyone's like, oh, oh my God. It's like the scene from ba- from Batman when the Joker is like, ah, if you ever dug a bone, you just don't know what to do with it. You don't pure that wee crazy little spell. Yeah, I mean, obviously we're very glad to hear that he is just walking around and, you know, seemingly fine. Um, Does it make you concerned about that position group just going into the season? Do you feel like there's enough there? Yeah, I would say so. I think with the addition with Brandon Cooks there, Michael Gallup's on the comeback year. He says he's feeling better than ever since the injury. We're going to see his redemption year in a way like for him to kind of prove the reason why we gave him this contract. So I am not particularly worried about our wide receiver core. And we're seeing good reports from Sammy Fajoko has been doing really, really well in the, these OTAs, etc. and stuff like that. So in the mini camps and stuff like that. So I think it's going to be quite a good, interesting 
training camp to say the least. And yeah, um, I'm not particularly worried at all. That's good. That see, this is always why though, like the D hop thing. I'm like, why not bring on another person? You know, <laughs> do I think, do I think CD's injured? No, I don't. But I'm just saying like, when you go into training camp, then it starts to, everything starts to get a little real when you get like some preseason snaps, there's always going to be a player that goes down or it feels that way for us. I will say this though. Like if you're never ever going to get a player that's 100% yeah. any practice, any game, there's always going to be something lingering regardless. It could be from a small hand sprain. It could be a, bruised ankle it could be like a stiff leg for example like it could be absolutely anything but the thing is playing in the professional league you're paid to play you're if you're able to walk and still make those plays then you're going to be on the field regardless so i am not particularly worried yeah i mean i yeah i just just i just think ahead you know sometimes with these things um because also like zach martin this isn't a surprise to me in the slightest. No, no. The fact that he's sitting out, but he did have a soft tissue thing. That's just being, that's a, it's, it's bruising. That's just bruising. So it, it could be a matter where I'm just trying to visualize what could have happened. So it could be a slight one-on-one -on -one with a defensive lineman, one like a rip move or something like that. And it kind of just maybe hyperextend his arm and he's got some tough, soft tissue um, bruising from that even though they were going 50%, but even still, it's it's nothing serious. That's going to heal up properly within like a couple of days, etc. So again, nothing to be alarmed about, Cowboys Nation. Nothing to be alarmed. Yeah, I mean, so this is just a thing that they do with veterans anyways, so not surprising. Um, but it's good to see them taking stuff slowly and taking stuff seriously um, with this. I hope they, like, even with C the CD thing, I, I would hope that they, you know, kind of sit him for a little bit because I don't think I need to see him until we get to training camp, really. Mm, yep. Um, so there is a couple, there's a couple moving parts that we have going on here. We uh, cut defensive end Tack McKinley. Yep. And we're bringing in uh, Ben Vanogu. Yep, so former first-round draft pick Tat McKinley was drafted by the Atlanta Falcons back in 2017, I do believe. Uh, yes, yeah, so 2017, he was the number 26 pick overall. He played he played for three years with the Falcons, went to Las Vegas, went to Cleveland, went to Tennessee, went to the LA Rams, and then he came to us back in 2022. He's obviously not lived to the expectation of being a first-round draft pick. And I think he's been more infamous as the guy that was actually crying on stage, kind of screaming to the camera at the draft. So I'm not particularly surprised. And when we've got Ben Banagu, who is a second round draft pick, number 49 overall uh, from the 2019 NFL draft coming from TCU, um, played three years for the Indianapolis Colts, and he's now a Dallas Cowboy. And just to kind of look at his, actually, I don't have his stats in front of me, but I will pull them up shortly. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, we always love a coming home story. He's from the McKinney area, went to Prosper, like one Cole Beasley did. Um, and 
He went to TCU, obviously. That's not far away from where he grew up. Went to Indianapolis, and now he's back. Like, this is – he's the perfect little homegrown product for us to have on the the field. And I'm sure um, Dan Quinn has his hands all over this. I'm sure he knows who this guy is and is ready to get rolling. Yeah, it's very interesting to see. Like, he's like, I'm just looking at his stats now. So, within those four seasons, he's played uh, full he was, games played. He played 16 games in 2019, nine games in 2020, nine games in 2021, and played the full season last year. But his stats are not particularly great, but he does have some good attributes. So, it could be one of those ones, once again, Dan Quinn, the big factor, once again. A player that it doesn't sound like a big signing, but it could be t- it could potentially be t- uh, become a big player. For example, Jalen Curse. No one thought Jalen Curse would have been that guy when we signed him to the guy he is now. So this could be another one. Ben Benagu could be one of those guys that could actually be one of those ones that just really rises up to the occasion, right under the right coaching scheme, the right uh, the right system. So. Time will tell. Yeah, I mean, whenever I see any moves on defense, I know that Dan has his hands in it, and we've come to trust this man. So I think but, <laughs> Dan, but, Dan's got a plan. Yeah, and don't forget our D line coach Aiden Dirty. Like that guy is, uh, even though yeah. he might, even though he's from the UK, better up to Aiden Dirty. But the guy is a mastermind how to get the best at defensive linemen. He's really good at that. Why would him being from the UK be an indicator of how smart he is? <laughs> I'm not saying that. It's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. I'm just saying, like, he just knows how to bring it the best out of players. But I'm just I'm just representing I just showing up the love for the UK. Okay, you know? so you're saying that's a plus? Because it almost sounded like a minus. When no, said- no, 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 no. I'm, ju- I'm just saying it, it's ironic that he's from the UK. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. But well, just, we all know if you watch if you watched a uh, hard knocks, the second he spoke, everyone was like, accent, we love accents. <laughs> yeah, but the one thing like people don't and really know too much about it, and you can go back and watch the hard knocks video, is how one-on-one he is with his players. You showed video clips of him walking with Micah Parsons with his pass rush techniques. You saw him walking one-on-one with Alex and Neville Gallimore and Osa Digizua for the uh, the A-gap defensive tackles. So you're seeing him really get in the trenches and really helping those guys develop. So it's only going to be a plus sign for Alex of getting Ben, ben Benagu in there and also for likes of Mazzy Smith, our rookie from the first-round draft pick. Would you say that he likes to get down in dirty? I would f- like to think so. <laughs> the pun was sitting right there and i had to i had to take it i had to i had to no judgment uh, <laughs> all right so obviously we made some moves over on um on our squad but it seems like there is a purple team that uh decided to get rid of a running back or they're in the works it's in the mm. works dalvin cook is going to hit that hit the market. Yeah. The question is is the the good old same old question, money. That's the question. Like this is where you cure the Shane O'Mac music from WWE. Here comes the money. So, yeah. but but 
Do I really see eyes going for Dalvin Cook? I'm sure we'll inquire about it. I'm sure there will be some talks, but I don't think a deal is going to get made. I think Cook will be asking for too much money. They're going to offer him and Zeke the same amount, and they're going to say, who wants it? Oh, Oh, <laughs> it's like, it's like, fight to the death. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever calls me first. <laughs> oh, I, I ra- ra- <laughs> race for it. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think he'd be a good ad- addition. I think he's, granted, okay, so hand up. I didn't watch a ton of Vikings football last year. Um, I don't know that a lot of people did, but you know, other than the time we trampled them, didn't see them too much. Um, I, I've heard that people compare him and Zeke to like where they are currently. Um, cause I feel like Dalvin cook in his past years, you know, had that, ex- he was like exploding through the defenses and all that good stuff. And since then, like he, he hasn't really been a humongous part of their offense, not putting up a ton of like yards every game and all that stuff. So I've heard the comparison of like him and Zeke being pretty level at this point. Um, I mean, you don't release a running back that is the best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I get what you're saying. Like, for me, um, Dalvin Cook is definitely more of one of those type of running backs who can actually bounce off a tackle. Whereas, yeah. like, if, if you're trying to make a difference compared to Zeke and Dalvin Cook, their running styles very similar, but in terms of taking on a tackle, are completely different. Zeke will try and bulldoze the guy in front of him. He mm-hmm. is like, like Zeke's your battering ram. Dalvin Cook will do what kind of like Tony Pollard tries to do. He'll yeah. bounce he'll bounce off the blocks to get those extra yards. Like well do you think his style would even be complimentary on our team with him and Tony? With this West Coast offense uh, sorry Texas sorry Texas uh, Texas Coast offense, sorry. We will jump into that in a second. But yes, yeah. um absolutely I do think if you were to bring in Dalvin Cook in, I think it will definitely help complement what we were trying to do with uh, Tony Pollard if he's not fit. Like, because they do have a similar type of style, but yeah. obviously bit Dalvin's more physical. So you're you are getting a little bit of Zeke there, but you are getting a bit of Tony at the same time. So it's like a nice mix match, but I think he's definitely more suited for this West. Uh, so I can't even talk. I'm getting mixed up now. So, <laughs> but the particular scheme that we're going for, there we go. <laughs> um, yeah. I think it's definitely more complimentary. I think, uh, going forward with how the Cowboys are going in this direction. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think you and I both think this is probably an unlikely thing to happen, but it does make your antennas go up just because they do keep talking about Zeke, which I'm almost like, is that driving him nuts that, like, Jerry keeps talking about him? Like, it has to be. Uh, yeah, I suppose so. I can I can totally see where... Like, like... He's like, you're talking about me, but you're not talking to me, Jerry. Show me yeah. the money. Yeah. I, I can understand Zeke's frustration in a way. Like, he just wants to go. I don't know and, how he is, but I just imagine he would I be. Can, yeah, I can just imagine. Yeah, for sure. But I'm just, I'm just like, like, I'm just kind of looking at Dalvin Cook's uh, stats here. Um, mm-hmm. His whole career, like, he's got over nearly 6,000 yards rushing and 47 touchdowns. 
and it's average per and it's average per season as what broad I can't even count. Uh 8.1 yards per carry. Um and his longest has ever been is an 81 yard rush. But when you and last season in particular, he had over 1,000 yards and he was tied for eight for eight touchdowns with an average of 4.4. So it's very similar stats to Zeke last year. Like, despite these players are being dubbed as on the decline, mm-hmm. the stats don't really suggest that. Yeah. I mean, it's also to the matter of like, you could, I think the argument with, you know, people that are anti Zeke or I don't think people are necessarily anti-Zeke so much as anti his contract, but regardless, when you're giving someone the ball so much when, and you're not like, you know, evenly split or they were evenly splitting the carries I feel, but like, you know, when they're in the red zone, they were giving it to Zeke a lot more too. I don't know. Mm. I don't know what their, their move was up there. I might have to call up my girl Carmen and find out. What the vibe is. What the vibe is. If he comes here, then I'll figure it out. Otherwise, best of luck to Miami or whoever grabs him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, um, I'm, so, but yeah, but I, I, if, it, if it isn't Dalvin Kidd, then obviously I think that the talk will still revert back to Zeke because I still think Zeke can still provide good like insight, like play a different style of offense. Zeke can still be complementary to this West Coast offense. He's not going to be utilized as the guy just to take on the inside run anymore. Like, so even if we don't d- decide to go for the route for Kirk, I still think it's still worthwhile bringing Zeke back in. I still do. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's just not going to die until he signs somewhere. So just enjoy that storyline for the team. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, Cowboys Nation, expect to see the news headlines stretch far beyond you could ever imagine, like week one, week two, week three, week before training camp. All you're going to hear is where's Zeke going to go, pretty much. Yeah. Um, but speaking of going places, um, our offense is going places. We're going from the West Coast to the Texas Coast. Oh yeah, baby. And I almost and I almost screwed up saying that early on. So <laughs> apologies. No, but you, but yes, the Texas Coast offense. I love the dub name for that. Obviously, we are going to be using the, the West Coast style offense, but obviously McCarthy and Dak and stuff like that. It's like we're not West Coast. We're just we're just gonna call it Texas Coast. Why the hell not? Because we're our America's team. We're the world's team. Why the hell not? Yeah. And I mean, that's what Dak said when he just, you know, he told everyone that that, that's what they named it is, you know, they're obviously going to be, you know, baseline using a lot of West Coast offense elements, but they're going to marry it to what they do best here. um, Offense that they've been running for the past five to six years. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's a nice combination. It's a mixture to complement what you already had previously that did work. And you're going to mix in with the stuff that is going to be very complimentary for the players that you've got right now for this West Coast offense. So to have that hybrid offense, which it technically is, just call it the Texas Coast offense. There you go. I'm waiting for them to put that on a hat. Well, 
I'll tell you what. I'm just I'm just waiting for Mike McCarthy to wear a cowboy hat. That's what I'm waiting for. He hasn't. I haven't seen him wear one yet. I mean, we do have what we have a sponsorship with Stetson. So I'm sure between Stetson and Luke Casey, I'm sure they can outfit this man. I'm sure. I'm sure they would. <laughs> if that's the only thing Mike McCarthy's not done yet in Dallas, is wear the cowboy hat. I'm kind of surprised by that. You know, I don't think he has, but Dak sure loves his hats. So maybe he'll uh, convince him to wear one. Oh yeah. Like any opportunity Dad gets a photo up, he's wearing that with pride. Dream but... like all the coaches on the sideline are wearing cowboy hats and boots. Um, just because I think it's so funny whenever the team doctor goes out to the field and you know, I know the, it's the same doctor and they look like, they, all in. And the hat looks so super expensive, looks so good as well. <laughs> You're like. Man, our medics look look better than our coaches right now. Right? I'm like, what, what's they the deal here? Our coaches would never do that, but it would be really funny if they did like one time, maybe for a preseason game. <laughs> I will I will say this though. I find if there's going to be one person that's going to outshow everyone and this coaching staff and the players is the uh, is Overshawn. He it literally oh, yeah. wears a, he wears a cowboy hat pretty much any opportunity he gets. So I expect him to be it's like hey, give me those say uh, cowboy hats. <laughs> oh, for sure. He was doing that down in Austin. So I'm sure and the funny thing is, um, this is obviously not hats, but boots and hats go together. Obviously, Kelsey's the Luke Casey girly. And so she's already she's outfitted them with their like down in a at UT, they have a Lucchese sponsorship. So he's already, his boots are ready to go. Oh, he's there we go. Point. We just got to get him in that Stetson. Mm, you know, they they probably, the second he was drafted, he, the one of the phone calls he got was, hello, would you like a hat? Oh, uh, no, the first phone call, but like, kitching. there we go. They're like, hmm, we love a sponsorship deal. Let's go. There we go. Yeah, we're already, we're just, you know, out here trying to make these guys more money than they're already making, so. Call me. <laughs> hey, that's it. It's it's the NFL is not for long. There we go. Yeah. It's a short career. You're trying to make as much money as you can. <laughs> exactly. Um, so okay. This has been talked about a ton this week. So if you missed something about minicamp for some reason, we have multiple podcasts out about it. So there is not a detail missed. Um, so make sure that you are subscribed to Blogging the Boys wherever you listen to podcasts. Check that stuff out. They didn't miss a minute of it. So if you want to know what was going on at minicamp, they got it. But I just wanted to know if you had any specific takeaways from minicamp. The takeaways from minicamp, um, obviously, I'm actually being quite impressed with the uh, the defensive rookies so far. Um, we haven't really seen, like, obviously, it's been non Padded practice, so I can't. It's really hard to put a proper assessment on. But in terms of the wideouts, the like of Bohoko and all the other fringe players in the wide receiver cores are actually making their name be known. So I'm actually really and I'm really excited to see how training camp when it's going to be full on practice, full on contact, and see how it's going to develop from there. Yes, I think I have my one takeaway was Brandon Cooks is fast. Oh yes, oh yes, <laughs> and and we all knew that when he was coming yeah. to Dallas, we all knew that. Yeah, like 
if there was one thing, if you were to summarize Brandon Cruz, even before he came to Dallas, if you looked at his whole career, it's speed, 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 speed. Like the fact that I had to say it five times just shows you how how fast he is. So exactly. All right. Well, we survived another week of the off season. We're on to the next one. Woo! Make sure you uh, listen to all the pods that are out this week. Um, be sure to go to bloggingtheboys.com for anything you may have missed somehow. If you're not following all the people on Twitter, you should also do that too. Where can the people follow you, Paul? Yeah, you can follow me at I am P Stew on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Meg Murray with four R's on Instagram and Twitter. And until next week, go Cowboys. Dallas Fellow, Philly for never. That's great. Yeah.